daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of SheAngelInvestors.com and also co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, we are all about funding women, empowering women, and giving them resources. And today we're going to talk about mindfulness in the business workplace for female entrepreneurs with author Aura Nadrick. Hi, Aura. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. I want to talk about your new book. I also want to talk about the fact that you are the founder of the Institute of Transformational Thinking. And, you know, transformational thinking is something that I definitely want us to explain what that is and how that impacts our female entrepreneur listeners for having a successful, thriving business that I believe is important that it brings them not only monetary success, but brings them joy, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So you have a new book out. It's uh, coming out uh, actually tomorrow uh, called. No, no, it's coming out um, November 11th. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yes. Tomorrow. This is the 10th. <laughs> You're so right, Catherine. Thank you yeah. for the reminder. <laughs> it happens before you know it. And yeah. it's called Mindfulness and Mysticism. And I take it we could get that on Amazon. We can. You can for sure. Here it is, even though it's not officially out. Here's, I do have a copy, uh, author copy. Yes, you can pre order it now on Amazon and it's officially out on the 11th. So now you're an author, speaker, um, you know, about transformational thinking, about mindfulness, and you uh, have written several books, but this is the most current one. And I want to mention that a thought leader that I'm a big fan of, Marianne Williamson, is a big fan of yours. And let's talk about why thought leaders like her are following you and talking about the revolutionary approach that you have to mindfulness because combining mindfulness and mysticism sounds so intriguing. So I want you to explain that to our listeners. Well, you know, it is, it's my follow-up book to live true, a mindfulness guide to authenticity, which Marianne also endorsed. So she's given me such magnificent endorsements and, you know, I'm so grateful for that. And her work is amazing as well. Um, you know, the book that I, uh, that is coming out on the 11th is a book that I feel like I'm taking mindfulness to a whole new level. You know, I've written a lot about mindfulness. I blog about mindfulness. I speak about mindfulness. And for some people, they're like, I don't even think I really know fully what mindfulness is. And I think if you've read Live True, you're going to get a real basic, wonderful overview of what mindfulness is, what it means to live in the present moment as your authentic self show up in the moment as who you really are. Now I go over to mindfulness and mysticism and some people might go mysticism. Oh, that sounds like, what is that? That sounds intriguing. That sounds mysterious. 
It's really not in a lot of ways. The reason why I combine mindfulness and mysticism is really to guide the reader on yet even a further journey of what being present really can bring into your life. I feel that mindfulness is the gift that keeps on giving. When we are present in our life, we are that much more alive. We are that much more aware. We are that much more able to not only experience life to its fullest, but everything that is involved in our life. That means our relationships, our work, our creativity, our joy. You know, there isn't anything that mindfulness can't increase and that the benefits of it are, are just endless. I'm a, I'm a big fan of what it means to be present and fully aware in the moment. So in Mindfulness and Mysticism, your book, would you say that there are like, uh, is it like a, a instructions of how to be a more mindful entrepreneur in every day of your life? Because I do think entrepreneurs get overwhelmed with how much there is to do. Let's face it, most entrepreneurs are doing are wearing so many hats. And, and so how do they implement that mindfulness into their everyday life? What are some of the suggestions? Very good question and very true. Oftentimes entrepreneurs and people that are really dynamic or maybe even overachievers, if you will. And I don't say that in a negative way. Being an overachiever means you're really aspiring to do a lot. And as we know, when you are somebody who really has a very large appetite to accomplish and achieve a lot, sometimes the other aspects of your life can be a little bit out of balance, okay? You may be amazingly dynamic and can do a lot, but sometimes the self-care, the stopping, the taking time to just be with yourself, to reflect, things like meditation, things like practicing mindfulness, which is really about going within. You have to have the balance in life, you know? Those are the things that really make you a more dynamic person, do you know? It really has to be about balancing. It's a balancing act, ultimately. And I have found that a lot of people that have maybe given so much time to being extremely proactive, extremely dynamic, they're so used to giving to others, they're maybe not as good at giving to themselves, do you know? So I like to be the friendly reminder to say, hey, it's great that you are doing what you're doing, but you need to strike the balance in life. So some examples of that would be, is to explore what it means to not always be on, not always be on our devices, not always being on the go, 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 gotta do, gotta go, but to really do that self-care, which ultimately is self-love. And when you feed what I call, especially women, we're natural nourisher, nurturers, and we tend to give out a lot. We, we really are lovers and uh, nurturers, if you will. And sometimes our well, and I use that as a metaphor from where you drink from, from where you draw from, can be empty when it comes for yourself because you're so used to giving it out to others. So I really recommend for all people, all women, especially entrepreneurs and those that are, as I said, very dynamic, to find ways in which you're filling the well, which means what are you putting back in that well for yourself? 
Are you doing self-care? What are the things that make you happy when you're not constantly giving to others? So, you know, that's really the starting point of how to be aware of how to give to oneself when you're so dynamic and used to giving out to so many others. You know, um, I think women have a problem with that word receive, and it's something we have to work on, receive. The other thing I think that a lot of entrepreneurs will say to you, Aura, is, yeah, but I don't have the time to do those things. And I think it's a very philosophic question to say, what is time? Because time is a man-made, woman-made thing. It's not a real thing. And so we, we put pressures on ourselves. I think, entrepreneurs, for deadlines and and getting things done, like you said, for everyone around us, uh, you know, whether it's kids or um, your your business associates or whatever, when we when we don't realize that if we set aside that time for ourselves and our family, then there will be enough time to also do the business because there's not the time crunch that we tell ourselves it's something we put upon ourselves. This has to be done by 10 o'clock. This has to be done by Wednesday. Would you agree with that theory that we're the ones creating this time crunch and we need to look at time differently? Absolutely. First of all, that's very self-imposed, number one. I mean, unless you really do have to get something done by a certain time, I get that. There are sometimes things that have to be, you know, done at a timely in a timely manner however we really do impose that mostly on ourselves we don't have someone breathing down our necks and saying you got to do this by this time and by then especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're you know somebody who's really calling the shots of your own life having said that you really want to make sure why you say things like i don't have time because you know i talk about that and live true a lot, I say, who are we to waste time? And one of the ways in which we waste time is by not really honoring time, by not really saying, I'm worthy of this time that I'm going to give myself. And if I, again, you know, uh, diminish the well, if I don't replenish the well, then I'm really not giving myself the time that I need for myself. You know, as a mindfulness teacher and also a meditation teacher, I used to teach so many people that say, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. So I would start to give them, you know, most meditations, sitting meditations are anywhere from 15 minutes, half an hour to an hour. Okay. So I would, I felt like I was just um, plucking a chicken. You know, I was like, okay, I'll give you a 10 minute meditation. Okay. I'll give you a five minute meditation. Now there are some breathing meditations that take literally less than a minute. So really why I say that to people is that that's no excuse. When you say, I don't have time, that means you're not making time and you're not making it a priority. And also some of the things that we can do that really help us don't take a lot of time. Do you know? I agree with you. You know, we take uh, time every morning to meditate because uh, I understand from Marianne Williamson, and I'm sure you agree that it sets the tone for your whole day. Absolutely. And then who doesn't have time at night to take five minutes to write in a gratitude journal before you lay your head on the pillow for everything you're grateful for, for that day. And those two things alone can impact how you feel about yourself and life. Uh, and, and, you know, if that, 
it empowers you, then that impacts your your overall life. But because we're talking about business today, your business. Um, and when I was talking about time, I was, you know, I know myself, sometimes I'll say I have to get these 10 things done today. And I realize, no, these other three things could wait till tomorrow. I'm not going to stress myself. I'm going to, you know, be mindful, be present. The other thing is, wouldn't you agree that people will put 10 things on their list to do, especially entrepreneurs for the day, 10 or more. And they look at it as though I have to get these 10 things done instead of taking one thing at a time and being totally mindful, which makes that task that you're doing so much more pleasant and enjoyable than when you're thinking of the other nine you haven't done. So it, it, would you say that's a, one of the tactics is to focus and be present on the task at hand? Absolutely, because mindfulness is being in the present moment with total awareness. And so that means that you're really focusing on what you're doing. In a, and this isn't about multitasking, by the way, because the minute you start to multitask, you're dissipating the concentration. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that really thrive on multitasking, like it's some kind of great achievement. Listen, I'm not diminishing the importance of those that get a lot of things done. I'm all for that. But you have to be careful because if you keep piling it on, you're going to start to pile more on and more on and more on. And it becomes, you know, a self-fulfilled prophecy. The next thing you know, that's when I've seen the people that I know, women that are entrepreneurs, they would come to me and they were exhausted. They would come to me, they'd, be, they'd have burnout. They would come to me and they really were very depleted in the self-care department. And those were the ones that would be the first to say to me, oh, or I don't have time for that. And yeah. I have to tell you, Catherine, they were the ones that would end up needing it the most. Right. You know, I know you're not just a, um, a you, I know you're an author, but you're also a speaker. You're a executive coach, a, a, a empowerment coach for entrepreneurs. People come to you when, when they feel like they're not finding the joy in, in what it is that they're doing and they want to revitalize themselves? Is that when they would come to you? I think that I have so many different people come to me for so many different reasons, but when you scratch the surface, what they're really coming for is they sense that they need something. They might not know exactly what it is. And as a mindfulness practitioner, and also someone who's taught meditation for many, many years to people, they would come to me because they sensed that something was out of whack or out of balance. Or even if they were learning how to meditate, they would say like, well, I don't know how to meditate. And once it's as if I am giving them that replenishing glass of water, once I gave it to them and they would drink from that, being able to meditate or to really learn the tenets of mindfulness, I could just see a transformation in front of me with them. Because the very thing that they sensed they needed, even if they couldn't name it, they at least had the wherewithal, which is really very advantageous to them, to know that they needed some help. Do you know? Sometimes people that are so good at doing aren't so good, as you said, receiving or asking for help because they're such doers. Do you know? They're yes. so used to being the ones that, oh, I can do that. I can do that. No, I can do that. And it is hard for them to ask for help. But, you know, asking for help isn't something that, it's not at all something that diminishes you in any way. It's something that's going to help empower you ultimately. I think people have to have strength to ask for help. And, uh, and, and, 
just be aware that they they need um, someone to uh, give them a path to how to create a more mindful life that they feel empowered and not depleted. Yes. Yeah. I think that there are, you know, it's interesting having been doing this for so many years when it came to mindfulness and meditation, I would see people that thought that it would like dull their vibrancy or would sort of like, you know, diminish their, their mojo, if you will, like, oh, if I meditate, it's going to make me so calm. It's going to make me like, you know, sleepy and then I'm going to lose my fire. You know, it couldn't be further from the truth. Mindfulness, which again is being so present that you're, you're like a laser, you know, everything is like, it's like a camera lens. You start to see things so much more vibrantly. You can concentrate concentrate so much more sharply it adds to everything it doesn't dull it it adds to it so once they kind of got past that myth of like oh meditation mindfulness it's going to like again dull the senses if it couldn't be further from the truth it increases it enhances it transforms it just adds so much to your life and so much to your creativity Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I think meditation is a wonderful time to be mindful where we actually get the download for creative ideas, for business solutions. It's like if if your head's always busy with chatter and you're so busy in the doing, how do you even have an opportunity to get a download of how to do something differently or a solution or, yeah. you know, a, a creative idea. And That's so I, I, I love. You have that in the book, Catherine. I have a whole chapter on creativity and the whole notion of when people feel, you know, as a writer myself, there's so many writers that will say, oh, I've got writer's block. I think writer's block is really a mental block because you're not open to downloading. You know, the creative process is feeling thwarted or stunted because you're insisting that you should feel creative when you're not really relaxed enough and not open enough to let creativity or download. And I love that. I've used that word a lot lately to just download the creative process so that you're this vessel that it can come through you and you really feel the magic. Of creativity which is what really what the mysticism part of the book is is feeling the magic because we know that that feeling feels so high so blissful creativity can feel very euphoric do you yes, know so absolutely you are downloading but you can't download if you're if you're rigid if you're not open and that goes back to transformation you have to be a transformational thinker to allow these things to come to you and come through you. Absolutely. And, you know, also too, we live in such a hectic world where people are constantly on their social media, they're on their phone. You know, you go to dinner with somebody, they're not present or whatever. And I think we need to put the phones down, be more mindful and pick up a copy of Mindfulness and Mysticism because I think this is going to be transformative for any person, but especially we're talking about today, female entrepreneurs, because it will help give them uh, a more quality life. 
and a more quality life, a more Zen life, a more mindful life is going to end up being a more successful business and a happier human being. So I love what you talk about. Um, I think, I mean, I'm definitely going to pick up my copy um, and um, we could get that on Amazon, right? Mindfulness and Mysticism yeah. by Aura Nedrick. And um, how do we find you online? What is your best website and best social media? Aura Nedrich is ornadrich.com is my website and there's a lot on there and I would recommend going there and uh you know my social media handles mostly ornadrich or aura um underscore at the iftt on instagram ornadrich I have ornadrich books on instagram I use instagram a lot mostly yeah. I'm on linkedin I you know I'm all over the place but yeah. Yeah, um, I would say orangeage.com is is a great way to get a real strong overview of of my work, my articles that I that I've written over the years is archived. There's videos, there's meditations, by the way. Lots. So we could find your videos on uh, YouTube. Yes, orangeage uh, meditations. Yeah, I'm on Insight, which is an app for meditations as well. I you can download my. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Pandora. I've got a whole set of meditations on there. So yes, definitely. I love that. If anybody wants to start meditating, I think they should look you up for your free meditations. Uh, I'm going to spell it for people. It's O-R-A and then N-A-D-R-I-C-H for those that are not on video, but just listening to us um, or Nadrich. Um, so yeah, I mean, get started meditating and, and, and try it out and, uh, pick up a copy of mindfulness and mysticism, um, and, and see how this could transform your life. Right. Absolutely. And I also want to say, Catherine, there's meditations or the audio book of live true, which after every chapter, there's a meditation in that book as well. So I love that a lot that's available to people. Wonderful. Great free resources. That That's what we like our podcast to be all about uh, so that we can help propel women forward, but not just propel them forward in a successful way, but in, like you're saying, a mindful and happy and joyous way, because uh, don't we all want the world to, to be full of successful business people, but that are relating to each other on a mindful level, uh, helping to make the planet a little kinder, a little better, and a little more joyous, right? Yes, definitely. Yes. I also want to mention that you are a She Angel with our She Angels Foundation. So you're definitely a woman I'd love to have on my show that's paying it forward, because I think we all need to be doing that. And uh, of course, She Angels Foundation gives grants to female-founded nonprofits that are helping women to thrive. Uh, so uh, we're so appreciative to have you on our advisory board. Uh, our She Angels advisory board is uh, so many amazing women like Aura, um, and we are always looking for new members. You can visit She Angel in SheAngelsFoundation.org and become a member and learn about us. Uh, so please follow uh, Aura on um uh, social media or visit her website or anadrich.com. Uh, follow us, of course, Catherine Gray, invest in her on uh, Instagram. And then on the other social media, you can always look for She Angel Investors or She Angels Invest. Make it a great week, everybody. Remember to invest in her. Be sure to invest in another woman and let's be supportive of each other. Pick up your book uh, on Amazon of um mindfulness and mysticism. Excited about that. Make it a great week, everybody. Thanks, Aura.
Thank you, Catherine. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.